Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 2 Kings chapter 19 from the World English Bible. When King Hezekiah heard it, he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into Yahweh's house. He sent Eliakim, who was over the household, Shebna, the scribe, and the elders of the priests, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. They said to him, Hezekiah says, Today is a day of trouble, of rebuke, and of rejection, for the children have come to the point of birth, and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be Yahweh your God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria his master has sent to defy the living God, and will rebuke the words which Yahweh your God has heard. Therefore lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah. Isaiah said to them, Tell your master this, Yahweh says, Don't be afraid of the words that you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him, and he will hear news, and will return to his own land. I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. So Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libna, for he had heard that he had departed from Lachish. When he heard it said of Terhaka, king of Ethiopia, Behold, he has come out to fight against you. He sent messengers again to Hezekiah, saying, Tell Hezekiah, king of Judah, this, Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you, saying, Jerusalem will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly. Will you be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, which my fathers have destroyed, Gazan, Haran, Rezeph, and the children of Eden who were in Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, and the king of the city of the Sepharvaim, of Hena and of Eva? Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. Then Hezekiah went up to Yahweh's house and spread it before Yahweh. Hezekiah prayed before Yahweh and said, Yahweh, the God of Israel, who are enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, even you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, Yahweh, and hear. Open your eyes, Yahweh, and see. Hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to defy the living God. Truly, Yahweh, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods but the work of men's hands, wood and stone, therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, Yahweh our God, save us, I beg you, out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Yahweh, are God alone. Then Isaiah the son of Amos sent to Hezekiah, saying, Yahweh, the God of Israel, says, You have prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and I have heard you. This is the word that Yahweh has spoken concerning him. 
The virgin daughter of Zion has despised you and ridiculed you. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head at you. Whom have you defiled and blasphemed? Against whom have you exalted your voice and lifted up your eyes on high? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have defied the Lord and have said, With the multitude of my chariots I have come up to the height of the mountains, to the innermost parts of Lebanon, and I will cut down its tall cedars and its choice cypress trees, and I will enter into his farthest lodging place, the forest of his fruitful field. I have dug and drunk strange waters, and I will dry up all the rivers of Egypt with the sole of my feet. Haven't you heard how I have done it long ago, and formed it of ancient times? Now I have brought it to pass that it should be yours to lay waste fortified cities into ruinous heaps. Therefore their inhabitants had little power. They were dismayed and confounded. They were like the grass of the field, and like the green herb, like the grass on the housetops, and like grain blasted before it has grown. But I know your sitting down, your going out, your coming in, and your raging against me. Because of your raging against me, and because your arrogance has come up into my ears, therefore I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back by the way by which you came. This will be the sign to you. This year you will eat that which grows of itself, and in the second year that which springs from that, and in the third year sow and reap and plant vineyards and eat its fruit. The remnant that has escaped of the house of Judah will again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem a remnant will go out, and out of Mount Zion those who shall escape. Yahweh's zeal will perform this. Therefore Yahweh says concerning the king of Assyria, He will not come to this city, nor shoot an arrow there. He will not come before it with shield, nor cast up a mound against it. He will return the same way that he came, and he will not come to this city, says Yahweh. For I will defend this city to save it, for my own sake, and for my servant David's sake. That night Yahweh's angel went out and struck 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. When men arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and lived at Nineveh. As he was worshipping in the house of Nisroch, his god, Adramalek and Sherezer struck him with the sword, and they escaped into the land of Ararat. Asar Hadan, his son, reigned in his place. That is the end of chapter 19. Did you notice how humbly Hezekiah sought Yahweh? He didn't complain or blame. He just expresses his absolute dependence on him, in complete contrast to the Assyrians. Hezekiah knows he has no strength of his own, but the Assyrians will be humbled in spite of their claims. This same account of what's going on here can be found in Isaiah chapters 36 and 37, which I have read on the Bible News Press podcast in January of 2022, and that's episode 397. Isaiah is clearly established as Yahweh's prophet here. Recall Isaiah 1.1, where it says his vision began in the days of Uzziah and went through Jotham, Ahaz, to Hezekiah. 
So let's just say that Isaiah was at least 20 years old when he began recording things and prophesying in the reign of Uzziah, and he worked during the reign of Uzziah a minimum of five years. Then you add up Jotham and Ahaz's reigns, and you have a total of 32 years, and this is Hezekiah's 14th year. That makes Isaiah an estimated 71 years old at this time. It couldn't be much younger, and it could be quite a few years older, depending on when in Uzziah's reign he actually got his visions. Hezekiah himself would be 39 years old since he began to reign at age 25. You can see that in chapter 18, verse 2, and this is his 14th year. In response to Hezekiah's request, Yahweh explains why they don't need to be afraid. He will influence events in such a way that Sennacherib will return to his own land and be killed there. Then things begin to unwind for the king of Assyria's battle plans. Things in Libna require attention. The king of Ethiopia comes to fight. But as Rabshakeh is headed out, he still sends another message blaspheming God. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you. His worship, Rabshakeh's worship of idols and false gods, is not only wicked, but because of it, he has lost an understanding of the real God, of whom there can be only one by nature of the position and the role, and that this real God is good, that he would not deceive those who trust him. But Hezekiah is understandably affected by the letter and continues in prayer. His prayer is beautiful. Notice also the plurality of who are enthroned, and also the mention of the cherubim, which we discussed in episode 628 when I read 1 Kings chapter 6, having to do with Solomon's prayer and dedication of the temple. God sends more extensive encouragement and prophecy through Isaiah in response to Hezekiah's prayer. In it, he also speaks to the king of Assyria directly, saying he should have paid attention to what he was told before about Yahweh, even from ancient times, and that he is metaphorically a piece on Yahweh's game board. He has nothing to boast in or be arrogant about, but because he has raged against Yahweh, Yahweh will contain him and direct him. Then in verse 29, Isaiah goes back to explaining details to Hezekiah about how they will survive and prosper. Yahweh will defend. And this is one of the instances where Yahweh doesn't even say, go to battle and I will be with you. Here he sends one angel who without effort kills 185,000 Assyrians in one night. Yahweh doesn't need people to do anything for him. It sounds like maybe some Assyrians were left alive. Uh, Obviously, Sennacherib was, but he had no military option but to go home. And there, Sennacherib is assassinated. All of this is described powerfully and succinctly in those last three verses, a very short paragraph. It seems another testament of how little of a thing it was for Yahweh. There is no human power that concerns him as a threat. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 